Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So I ran an event in the middle of summer that we ended up, I think the subtitle, and then we ended up renaming it, was all about the pause and pausing as we head out of what sort of lockdown meant and into what the fall was going to bring us. And I think in the summer, some of us thought that the fall might bring us not the pandemic, and then we sort of landed back in it. And so I've been thinking a lot about this idea of pausing, because I was—I feel like I was pausing a lot, and I was working with a lot of people to pause in, in July and August, and then September came, and we might have sent our kids back to school, and we might have amped up work, and... I know actually in my world, I've a lot of people have gotten sick with, with COVID even. And so I think we're still in the pause. We're still in this time where we're in this big transition. And I hear it over and over again from many people in just like many different aspects. You know, we're in a, a transition back to what work looks like um, and what it looks like to be in school. Hopefully the way it is right now is not the way it will always be. But, you know, in my husband's workplace, it's like, how many days a week do we work? When do we meet? And so I think we're just in this place of we're not sure what's next. And I think our human inclination is to go, 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 or that's what we've gotten to, right? We just keep going and then it'll just change. But I really, really feel deeply in my soul that just pausing and and waiting for our intuition to speak to us, like we have the answer within us. We know exactly what we're supposed to do next. But sometimes in the busyness of running around, it's just hard to hear. It's hard to hear what's next. And so on today's podcast, I get to talk to the amazing Michelle Julian, who this is really her work, and so I'm excited to talk about this idea of pausing with her. So Michelle is a healing life coach and meditation teacher. She works with clients to heal their body and soul from the inside out so that they can really live a life of power, presence, and purpose. And I just think that's what we're all craving so much right now is this life of power, presence, and purpose. And I think that that is something that pausing can really help with. So we're going to stay in the pause for a little bit, and um, I want you to hear what she has to say. And then know that coming up, um, I have a number of workshops, and we're going to be running a retreat in December, um, but we have a number of things before December that are all just geared toward pausing in different aspects of our life. Right now, we're in the midst of you know, we always have Flow 365 going on, which I feel like is a pause every Monday um, to what we're doing this week. And right now we're in the middle of also easeful motherhood with the amazing Syl Reynolds. And 
it's been amazing what it's like to just pause in that role, in the role of motherhood, like what it's like to slow down that role and what answers just come so naturally to us when we slow down. So I'm fully into this idea right now, more so than ever. I feel like it's always been what I've talking about, but more so than ever, the power of just really slowing down. So with no further ado, let's get Michelle on the podcast. So let's start by talking a little bit about this time that we're in, crazy time that we're in, because I know that you have a lot of great insights about this idea of really pausing and listening to ourselves. And I feel like right now is this time that it's such a good opportunity to do this. And at the same time, the world seems to be picking up speed. Although that said, the world as we're recording this seems to be shutting down in some places, but picking up speed. And it's so easy, I think, to just go back to the way it was or or have a desire to go back to the way it was and ignore some of maybe the wisdom that we've received or are receiving in a new way forward. So will you tell us a little bit about your thoughts around that? Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. It's really an opportunity, like you said, to slow down and kind of ask ourselves, what is it that we really want to be doing, not only in our personal lives, but, you know, in a way that we can be part of something that's helping shift the universe. So we are all hearing each other's voices and taking that time to like, just process what's happened. I mean, we're not going to just like go back to, as as everyone says, normal. There's no such thing really as normal anyway. So why don't we just kind of give ourselves this opportunity to like slow down, you know, ask ourselves, why do I want to be doing this particular thing that I'm doing today? Is it something that's really helpful for me and my family? Or is this something I've just been programmed to do to think that I am supposed to be doing this? Yeah, 100%. And what's so interesting, you just said something that's really interesting, because I keep talking about just this opportunity to just pause. And, you know, a lot of people that seems like such a great invitation. And to many people, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, we were we were made to pause (laughs) by the pandemic for 18 months. And now I'm feeling really ready to go. But something that you just said is another way I think of looking at it, which is that like, maybe we just need to process what happened. And that's a little bit maybe more action oriented. But we went through a like, even if you weren't directly affected by something happening during the pandemic, maybe money stayed fine, whatever, like, it's a lot to process. Like, uh, there was a lot there was, there was a big shift for the past 18 months. So will you talk a little bit about that? Like what it means to process something such as the pandemic? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, well, for me, because I have an offline business yep. and an online business. Yep. So for me, I needed to accept that during the pandemic, there was no way I could actually physically see people. So yep. And you do you did a lot of like hands-on type work with people, right? Yeah, hands-on, massage, yoga, meditation, yep. yoga, all the things. I'm yep. like you one-stop shop wellness service practitioner. And so I could either resist that and get really, really worked up 
and overwhelmed, or I could say, okay, let me step back. Let me look at this situation that I'm in now because I can't see, physically see everyone. So how can I be kind to myself and be helpful to my clients still? So it was a question mark. It was a pause. It was a willingness to say everything is not the same. And I know that I can still be helpful, but just how? So I took that time because I remember the whole cycle of the pandemic. I remember what was happening. It was kind of sort of like December, January. We still were kind of like in denial. Like, is this really happening? I think we all kind of thought it was, you know, going to sort of magically kind of go away because, you know, after all, you know, our healthcare is not the same as the rest of the world. And we're like these super powerful, you know, human beings and our medicine is you know, I mean, it's high, right? It's high. Like I have access to Mass General Hospital and, you know, anything that's going to be a problem, it's going to be fixed. And then when we realized that wasn't happening, that's when the huge like acceptance happened. So that in itself was like a process. It just staying in the knowing of like, okay, this is not really what I thought was going to happen. Now what? Yep. And that could still be happening. I mean, we're, we're far from that. And so now it's like, we're in the next shift. And I think a lot of us keep saying like, you know, a a lot of people refer to that as back to normal, but we're never, it's never, you know, in history where it's never back to the same because we're constantly moving forward. And I think that this particular situation will show us that maybe more clearly (laughs) than past situations, right? Like we probably more than ever don't even want it to go back to the way it was. So it's interesting that within every, you know, next situation, we always have the ability to ask ourselves that question. So you said something about, you know, processing, asking these questions and also what that looks like while taking really good care of yourself. So I know that some people were like, well, gosh, she must have a certain situation where she can take care of herself. Let's unpack that a little bit. Cause I feel like as mothers, you know, that's what a lot of people put aside this year was the ability to really take care of themselves. So can we talk about like what that could like how you can hold both things like you could be processing hard things and taking care of yourself, which I think is what you were just sharing you did. It's a really good point. Because I'm sure the audience is saying like, self care, like that was not even an option. Basically, I was lucky that I could get out of bed and take the next step because of the overwhelm as a mother, getting our kids attended to, taken care of. It was almost like you felt like you had all this time, but you really had no time because there was like no ending to the new normal. Matter of fact, when I started talking to my clients, they talked about the situation in their own mind was that they felt like they couldn't even respond to like a simple email or a simple text because it put them into overwhelm because they had so many other things right there in front of them that they needed to attend to. So what I found 
was the reoccurring theme when I started having these conversations is that self-care was a non-negotiable now. It wasn't even like a luxury or an option. It was non-negotiable. Like literally like now I need a professional to talk to, to help me slowly step away from this cliff of overwhelm. And so now people were not only working with coaches for wellness, but they were also getting real counselors to deal with the grief and the stress in the trauma. So it was a very, very different type of self-care that right. was happening. And the kind that probably we always needed, right? It's just, we had this association with what self-care was possibly. And right, right. It's not nails, getting nails done. It's not necessarily getting a massage. It's not necessarily going and doing yoga or even meditation. It's really the basic stuff of like, I don't even know if I want to take a shower, you know, to actually remind yourself that, you know, maybe it's okay to feel like you don't want to take a shower to like really feel the feelings, which, you know, is kind of a new thought process for all of us. Even me as a, I would call myself, you know, kind of like a self-care addict slash guru slash, you know, personal development, always wanting to learn something to be helpful for myself, for my family, but basically maybe just slowing that down to like a simple task, like maybe, you know, just saying, okay, I don't really feel like taking a shower. What can I do to feel good? You know? And, and I think people started figuring that out. Yeah. I love how you just equated that with feeling, right? Like, so it's like, all self-care is, is tuning into how you're feeling in that moment and making sure that you're tended to as is everyone else in your household. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. So I know a little bit about your work and these amazing teas that you have with your clients. So I know that you bring together a whole bunch of tools that we've been talking about over here. I'm interested in that because I'm interested in sort of maybe unpacking a little bit why these tools, like what these, maybe more what these tools are doing for us. Cause you know, in, if anyone who's listening was at, at camp or has done camp or is planning on doing camp, we looked at Oracle card decks, which I can't wait for you to tell us about yours actually, and chakras and the moon cycles. And I know that you also do journey dance teaching. And to me, all of these things, you know, they're all very different. Well, just tell us, tell us about how they all come together. Don't let me put my opinion. Like, tell us about why these tools are so important. Yeah, certainly, definitely. So what was really fun and kind of scary too at the same time is that I needed to go deeper within my own feelings of what I was going through during this time mm -hmm. as, you know, a mother, a grandmother and a daughter. Mm -hmm. And all of those things needed to have a process and, you know, being an occupational therapy, kind of a science geek in a way, I always like to have a system to feeling whatever it is I'm feeling and keeping it simple. So it's something that I actually can do that is attainable, that I can integrate into my everyday life. So what I did is I actually went to Vermont and we have 
a house, a little double wide. It's nothing fancy. The double wide that, you know, my husband had just bought before we started dating over 10 years ago. And it's up on a hill. It's called Thistle Hill Lane in Barnet, Vermont. Most people will say, where the hell is Barnet, Vermont? <laughs> Literally about an hour from White River Junction north. And it's about an hour from Canada. So it's really way up there. It takes about three hours from Boston to Vermont. And what I did is I would go up there every week. And normally we would only go like once a month before the pandemic, just to kind of unwind and decompress because we both are very hard workers, taking mm -hmm. care of family, taking care of clients, patients. My husband, he's a chiropractor. So we needed to rest and we recover from all of the things. So we would go up once a month, but now we are going every weekend because we're not seeing people. Yep. We have an opportunity to decompress, to take it to the next level. Am I super lucky and grateful? Absolutely. Did I ever, ever take it for granted? Not at all, you know, but Hey, I've worked real hard. I'm in that chapter of my life. I'm over 60. So <laughs> oh, that I was able to do this, right? Yes. So I went for walks and had these little like messages, like just talking to me, like the birds would be singing. I'd see a butterfly. I'd see a deer, you know, go across the way and it would give me pause. It would give me time to reflect what, what, what I was feeling, you know, how I was sad and what was going on with that sadness. And so what I did is I took it, my phone with me and I used my memo pad and just started talking. And that's how the being and becoming Oracle card deck was actually birthed. It was through these audios, through me, like taking the time and processing and then, you know, going on Zoom calls with my own, you know, personal development coach that I have. And we processed it and then we created like a little mini master class around it with another entrepreneur who was also very into creating and branding. And she was out there in, she actually lives in the Philippines. And so, you know, we would meet at night and it was really just like kind of a perfect thing that we kind of gave each other the space and time to really feel everything and talk about what was going on with ourselves. And that's how I was, like I said, how I birthed being becoming goddess wisdom deck. And then what happened after I created the deck, I realized that there's so much more to this actual goddess wisdom affirmations that were coming to me that they actually were really needing an understanding through all of our physical, mental, and spiritual body. So now I was like, oh, you know, I need to create a map. Like, again, I'm kind of a geek. I need a map. I need to like figure out, okay, so the full moon, and then we tap into the crown chakra, then, okay, now we need to like figure out what pose is good for the chakra to slow us down so we can take that pause and then have that contemplation. So then I birthed the map so you can now see the yoga pose, the chakra. And it, it was amazing because this map is like a wheel. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? That's the feminine energy 
I need of masculine energy to really, you know, integrate both masculine and feminine because we don't want to leave anybody out, right? So we did that. And then from there, I created what they call a becoming journal activation process. So now you can actually journal each moon cycle according to what it at you're going through for that particular month, which is so perfect for women that are going, you know, that still have their cycles, right? What I really completely forgot about was like, oh my God, women are still having periods. Like I am, I'm not having my period. So, but this is like, it's going to be so helpful It's another tool to help women that are going through their cycles. So I had no idea that this little small kind of idea that started would really kind of just expand and evolve into a process. And that's how I created the Goddess Co-Reading to help you activate your own wisdom by doing a particular call with me through a guided meditation. And that's really how it all happened. Okay. And will you just tell us like, tell us a little bit about like the moon meditation, the idea of drawing Oracle cards, like how does this help us? How do these tools like tell us for anyone who's like, what are all these things you're talking about? Like, tell us a little bit, like give us the backstory of what these things are doing. I mean, you know, I know at some level, but I would love to hear your take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's been around for centuries. The moon has different cycles. You have a full moon, you have a new moon, you have the first quarter, you have the last quarter, and all of these cycles affect us energetically. So if you don't have that understanding, what's great about this process is I guide you through that and educate you to understand how this actually is connecting with your physical body and your mental body. And with the chakras, which again, has been around for many years, it's like nothing that I've like created per se. It's, it's always been there. So I just took those various modalities and created my understanding. I integrate it into my everyday life and how you can do it for yourself. So cool. So all these modalities, I mean, basically what they're doing is they're really helping us tune in to that same notion of like the whispers and the pause that you were getting as you were actually creating them. True. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't say any better than that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just really important right now because I feel like Right now, we all have, as you st- we started off this conversation, we all have this amazing opportunity to step into this person that we became during the pandemic and, and walk forward as her. And the inclination, even for me, and I say that a lot these days, this whole idea, I talk a lot about who we've become. And even though I know that and I share that and I say that, it is so easy to go back. Like, it's just so easy to be like, oh, yes, you want to do these 100 things, child? Sure. (laughs) Like, let's just do them, even though they might not be, you know, in the highest good. And and I think it's just as topsy-turvy for our kids. So as a mother, it's like the more in alignment we can get, the more self-nurtured we can get, the more we can listen to what we need 
the more we can really reflect that back to our kids and give them the ability to slow down and not want to run after all the shiny objects. And I just feel like it's funny. It seems like a time where shiny objects wouldn't be so strong, but I I really feel like they're stronger than ever. Oh yeah. Because people are online more online ordering, you know, for even just the basic things, paper towels, toilet paper. I was, I actually did my own solo podcast earlier this morning because I had a couple of, you know, tea chats this morning. And the theme was basically that remember when we couldn't even get toilet paper and paper towels. Right. And now we can get anything we want and then some. Right. To the point that it's almost too easy. Right. And it feels almost too like, almost like narcissistic in a way. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, gross. Like I can get anything I want. This is just too easy. Right. So, you know, how are we going to, as human beings, relate to each other now? And is our experience going to be more reflective and less reactive? Yeah. You know, I hope so. That's, I think for me, the being state, the being state is really like slowing down, taking the time and being with yourself, your husband, your child, like don't miss anything. And I think people really learned that during the pandemic. And then the becoming state is now that I've learned to spend a little more time with my preteen and she actually now is like kind of sort of listening to me that I'm becoming a different parent. Yeah. And my daughter is becoming a different mother or teenager. Yeah. That opportunity that I talked about earlier of really slowing down, seeing how we're showing up in our lives day to day, you know, kind of like the humdrum, like the basic stuff that we just all kind of sort of have always taken for granted. And, you know, the pandemic is like literally like took it away from us and said, no, you can't have any of that anymore. You actually have to slow down and figure out who you want to be. And that's why I love this opportunity to do this for people to give them that state of being and becoming themselves and who they really truly were anyway. before. Right, right. And it's interesting because, I mean, in some sense, the whole gesture of the pandemic tuned us into the feminine, right? Because being and becoming, that is our true nature. And for many of us, the overwhelm that we've been experiencing all these years has been a reaction to the doing that's way more masculine. Yes. And so in a sense, this is just coming back to ourselves as is coming back to the moon and the quiet. Like, I mean, this is how we work as women. Yes, absolutely. And, and my husband too. I mean, he's always been very good at tuning in to his own, you know, we call it Shempa. I don't know if yep. you've heard of the word Shempa, but basically it's the monkey mind. It's those yep. repetitive obscurations that we say over and over again. And what he realizes that, you know, he actually loved not interacting with other people because he's an introvert. And so it helped him realize, you know, how he is actually being in the world. And right. And, he- and when I say feminine, I don't necessarily mean women. I mean, I think, <laughs> I just think we ended yeah. up in this very masculine world yeah. and us women are acting it out as well. Right. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But what's cool about 
the feminine, the masculine, it's the energy, right? Like you said, necessarily feminine, like girl, boy, it's the feminine energy typically is, you know, I love you, feel, feely touchy. And the masculine is do, 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 go, 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 make it happen. Make the money. No, no, no. You know, and basically we can have both. We are both. And so both men and women or people that don't relate to themselves as a she or her, they we must include that other when we're having this conversation. So it's important to understand that we all have our own lens yeah. and we can do this internal work or not do the internal work. It's really up to us. And no one should dictate what you need to be doing or how you should be doing these things. And that's that whole shiny object syndrome or, you know, that like kind of like, let's make you feel like you're missing out on something. If you don't get the bean becoming card, like that's not my agenda at all. It's my way of saying, Hey, this is what I birthed for you. You want it great. If you don't, and you have your own cards, I can help you with your cards too, that you're doing already. So it's really not you know, an A or B or C thing, you get to do it. You get to create it yourself. Yeah. The important thing is to slow down. Yes, absolutely. And slowing down is uncomfortable. I just want to say that out loud. (laughs) This isn't meant to be comfortable necessarily, but it is very rewarding. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. We will put a link to your world in the show notes. Do you want to just say out loud what it is? And then we'll link it up. Yep. Yeah. So people can get a hold of me, like really simple. If yep. they type in being and becoming dot me. Awesome. Being what a great URL. Dot me. Oh yeah. I'm all about URLs, man. Gotta make it simple, right? Mia. I mean, keep yeah. it cool. can't have it like, you know, be 900 words. So, you know, it's always the two word, you know, one, two, press the button, you know, and you can find it. And it's, it's not overcomplicating life because life is too complicated. I mean, we're luckily lucky that we can, you know, like, again, get out of bed and like function. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you that you want to add or we do feel complete? I feel very complete. I loved our interview. I think you're an awesome interviewer. And I've been watching you for years. I heard about you through many other entrepreneurs and I feel honored to be on your podcast. And I look (laughs) forward to interviewing you on my podcast called Rise of the Goddess Collective, which is again, it's for taking that energy and rising up together collectively, being part of the good, knowing that we can do this together. And if we collaborate together, then more of us will awaken to that consciousness of taking care of ourselves. I love that. And actually, that's a beautiful place to end because for anyone who feels like any of this self-care stuff is at all selfish, I love the idea that when we do this, we actually are lifting the energy of everyone around us. And I think we forget that sometimes as mothers, we take care of ourselves, we lift our kids, we take care of ourselves, we affect our communities. And essentially that then lifts the world. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. And the cool thing is, is that action doesn't have to be huge. It can be the little things that add up over time. And in fact, we've noticed 
through clients and in our own lives that this is actually how big change happens. Like it needs to be the little things that add up over time. So after all of our conversations with our amazing guests, we always choose three doable changes that you could put into action. Not so that you do all three, but so that you choose the one that resonates most with you right now and you really lean into it. You make it your own. You fit it into your days so that you've really taken on that doable change in your week and then the next week you can choose another one. All right, so here are the three from this week's chat. Number one, ask questions. There is no normal to go back to, so we need to look at what we are resuming, letting back in, or continuing to do. Try asking these questions for a week and see what you find out. Why do I want to be doing this particular thing that I'm doing today? Is it something that's really helpful for me and my family? Or is this something I've just been programmed to do, to think that I'm supposed to be doing this? And you can literally have these conversations in your head, or you can open a journal and start writing down your ideas. But getting some clarity and really asking why you're spending time doing the things you're doing is super helpful. And this isn't actually only to figure out what you don't want to be doing. It's also to find out what you do want to be doing, because some of these things you're going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly what I want to be doing today. All right, number two. Back to basics, self-care. Forget getting nails done, massages, maybe even meditation. What are the real basic self-care actions that you need today, this week, this month? It could be as simple as taking a shower or eating a nourishing meal or just getting outside under the sunshine or even in the rain. Pick something, make it non-negotiable, do it, and notice how it makes you feel. The important thing about self-care is whatever it is, it makes you feel good. And some of the things that we may be used to attach as being self-care actually don't feel as good right now. Like going to get your nails done might feel like a risk, right? So really tune in to what it is that takes care of you today. All right, number three, pause. If everything is moving too fast, which it is a lot of the time, just pause. Take a weekend, a day, an hour out of your schedule and just slow down. Get still. Let yourself feel what the last 18 months have been like for you. Notice how you feel and what you might need right now. Notice what feels hard and what needs to change. And don't worry about the changing. That's not what we're focused on. That can be anxiety provoking. In the pause, you're just noticing. You're bringing awareness to what's coming up and seeing what that brings. All right. I love these doable changes. So choose one. Play with it. I would love to hear how it goes. You can come chat over on Instagram, and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.